twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you the truth about two-way radio warranties. We'll explain why a warranty is an important feature to consider when choosing a radio, talk about a common misconception about product warranties in general, and compare warranties between some name brand two-way radios and Chinese imports. We'll also review the Baofeng BF9700 UHF two-way radio and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Two-way radios vary in features, form, functionality, and price, and the decision to go with one maker model over another is usually based on the comparison between one or more of these items. Range, battery life, menu options, and durability are all important things to consider, but one feature is often missed, and sometimes even dismissed, and it is a very important feature. It is the warranty. You're absolutely right. There's... um the warranty is just something that a lot of people don't consider uh, at all about a, a radio, and it, it can make a big difference. When, uh, you see some manufacturers that um, will provide a, a longer warranty, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that that really should give more weight to the product when customers are, are looking to choose it. When they're making a selection, a three-year warranty versus a one-year warranty, it, that's a big deal. Yeah, it it is. Anthony, do you get a lot of people calling you and actually mentioning the warranty or asking about the warranty? That's or usually one of the that? last things they ask, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, they're more concerned with the um, – I mean, there's some people that don't even ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually the last question that they ask. They don't, they don't start it with, I want the radio with the best warranty. But then after the sale – if there's an issue with it, it's right away. It's the first thing they're looking at, right? Right. Is there a warranty on it, or what's my warranty? And it's sort of an afterthought. Yeah, people call. There's people that call and say, you know, six months down the road, and go, "Does this thing have a warranty on it?" <laughs> yeah, that, that's and, not and, the time to ask. Yeah, right. Um, and and you know, we handle it accordingly, depending on if it's covered, if it's an issue that's covered under warranty, mm-hmm. if it's a manufacturer defect. Well, you know, there are two specific reasons why a warranty is really important. I mean, first of all, it does provide some assurance from the manufacturer that that they're going to function, the radios are going to function, and that, you know, and if they don't, then the manufacturer is going to to, to back you up. They're they're going to to, to have your back on that. And then the other reason is, is that the length of the warranty, for those who do shop around for that, um, they often use it as a gauge to determine the quality of the product. You know, like if, well, this has a one-year warranty, that's kind of standard. But, hey, if this has a two- or three-year warranty on it, then the, the 
quality of the product must be higher, uh, you would think, because, well, if the manufacturer has that much faith in their product, if they're willing to back it up for three years or more, uh, then they must think it's, it's going to be durable enough to last that long. Because obviously the manufacturer wouldn't be foolish enough to put a, a three-year warranty on a product that, that they know is going to break right away. Um, that would be the line of reasoning anyway. I think it's more of a selling tactic. I mean, I think that somebody like a Vertex Standard is hoping that, you know, they throw a three-year warranty on it, but they're rolling the dice. So, well, it looks good on paper, <laughs> but they're rolling the dice that Jim's going to drop one in the lake. Mm-hmm. Jim's going to run over it with the forklift, um, you know, a, a year and a half down the road. Before it dies. <laughs> right. Before that, that warranty's up, Yeah, um, which I is not going to be covered. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think they also like uh, to use it as a selling tactic. Like if you're a brand that's not leading the market and you want to give yourself uh, an advantage, then put a three-year warranty on it. And then when you're talking to a salesperson over the phone, they can use that as a selling tool Mm-hmm. To say, oh well, this one has a three-year warranty versus the one-year warranty, and get someone in a different product. That's, that's a strategy that's worked really well for Midland with their consumer rate. Right. Yeah. They were kind yeah. of coming out of nowhere. Um, I mean, it's been a long time now. They've really made a name for themselves, but they've always had a three-year warranty compared to the Motorola Talkabouts that were made by Giant with the one-year warranty. Mm-hmm. So that that's something they always put front and center is we have a three-year warranty, and it was really to differentiate themselves. It's not that. They were that much better quality. I mean, the return rates right. very similar right. on those two lines. But in any case, it is a it is considered a feature. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is a feature of the radio. Um, you know, there are a couple of misconceptions. There are two very common misconceptions about warranties. Uh, one is that a lot of people just assume that every product is going to have a warranty or that there's some sort of law or rule that says a manufacturer has to have a warranty on the product because they bought it. And that's simply not true. Manufacturers are not required to offer a warranty with their products. There's no, there's no law that says they have to. It's, it's simply something that manufacturers do for various reasons, like, like you guys were mentioning, you know, for marketing purpose, for, for sales purposes, and for general assurances for the quality of the products. But there's no hard and fast rule that says they have to. And there are some products that do not come with a warranty. Uh, however, uh, in this industry, uh, it's pretty much a standard practice to have one. The, the second misconception that uh, many consumers have is that uh, just because they have a warranty, well, that's insurance on the radio. And then the, the simple fact is that a warranty is not insurance. Those are two different things. And people make that assumption. They're thinking, well, you know, I'm, I don't have to worry because if I drop my radio, if I, you know, drop it in the water or whatever and it gets ruined uh, they'll just send me another one and then they get upset when they find out that well no that's not covered under the warranty and you know they're, they're not happy about that and they think well, well wait a minute you're supposed to cover this well no they're not it's not a manufacturer defect it's no it's not it's, a waterproof not. radio and it's uh if the, if you knew that that was going to possibly that was going to happen you know if you buy an f2000 yeah icom it's a waterproof radio submersible VX451 for Vertex, same way. If you follow their guidelines and it it gets water damage to it, but as long as you follow, I mean, there's 
there's always fine print with every yeah, warranty. Yeah. You know, you got to have the side port cover, their side port cover on, uh, or an approved waterproof device connected to it. You know, it's going to cover. You know, if it if it yeah. somehow um, takes us takes a swim, they're going to cover it. Um, another misconception. Mm-hmm. I got two. Okay. So. <laughs> I dealt with this when I was in the car business um, with warranties, and and, that, and apparently it's carried over to the radio business. If you have a radio, and we, we've got one one brand that we handle the warranties in house here, and you know I think it's got a two year warranty on it. If you re- we replace that a year and a half down the road under warranty, it's just failed. The warranty doesn't start over. Oh, that's a good point. Your model radio yeah, is a good point. Is, oh, it's only got six months left on it, mm-hmm. that, that replacement. Um, I got into a shouting match. Well, I got shouted at because <laughs> – You get shouted out a lot. I do. <laughs> um, but usually I'm able to calm them down and, and, and reason with them. But if that was the case, nobody would ever buy a new radio. You know, if you've got a two-year warranty on a radio every year and a half, you're going to send it back in for – and you never have to buy another radio. <laughs> Same thing in the car business. That alternator that you replaced a year and a half ago, uh, it went out again. You know, it's only got six months now. It's only got a two-year warranty on it. So you're, it's not going to replace every time it goes out. Because in other case, you just keep the same car. Keep this, you know, just replace the radios. You never have to buy radios again. It's not a perpetual uh, warranty. It's yeah, I, I, a lot of people don't realize that. That's true. Yeah, and then batteries. B- batteries is another big misconception. Um, you know, the Vertex puts a three-year warranty. Motorola and ICOM are two years. Kenwood's two years. Batteries are uh, across the board are not covered that full time period. It's one of those items that's going to. It's like a tire. Yeah, it's going it's to wear, wear out. It's going to wear over time with charges. If you're not following proper charging you know and and the the manufacturers know that so usually typically and i had this conversation yesterday with somebody six months is some of them are 90 days on a battery um i see a lot of 90 day warranty right it's 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 very very common um you know things like accessories in general right um, even ear audio accessories like earpieces and things are usually a much shorter warranty than you see with a radio. Right. Yeah, I think the most of a uh, warranty I've seen on uh, accessories are like 120 days, six months. You know, but uh, four months, six months. We, we have some it's, aftermarket ones though, know, like hearing um, headsets and things like that. That um, impact is that offers a line. You're going to pay more for it, but they offer a three year warranty mm-hmm. on their platinum against manufacturer defects if you're walking and your wire gets caught on a door frame and it rips the shielding off that's not warranty no well that's it's not, not their they're, it's not their not fault warranty. yeah right um and i've seen some as short as 30 days 14 days 14 days is another one and, and oftentimes some some retailers will offer their own warranty that's like a 14 day return policy or 14 day warranty on the item and but, one other um, misconception, and this is and this is a big one, and we see it across um, manufacturers will also they're going to want a proof of purchase, a receipt showing who you bought it from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the internet's a big world, and there's a lot of people that I, I like I like to call them copycats. That you know they see what we're doing and they and they go, oh, well, let's try it. 
a lot of the manufacturers, if you're not in, buying this from an authorized dealer, and we're authorized for everything, Motorola, Kenwood, if you don't buy from they're not going to honor a warranty. They're going to go, you bought it from Jim's Radio Shop? <laughs> they're not on our on Not our in list. our database, sorry. So, no. yeah, they told you this radio has a two-year warranty. We don't know where they got it from. We're not going to no, We're not gonna honor true. it. So, you know, that's something I always tell people. Do your homework. Make sure that uh, yeah, you know manufacturers all- will definitely use the warranty as like a tool to fight the gray market goods, right? And yeah, and the the clones and the yeah. and the uh, counterfeits and that sort of thing. They have a brand to yeah. protect, so that they're going to do everything they can to protect it. Um, and they don't want any. You know, you might save ten dollars on a radio, and then it, you think it's got a two year warranty, but that you bought it from. Rick's Radio CB shop, and oh, <laughs> we don't know that guy. Sorry. Well, and there's an, there's another side angle to that too, is that some people assume that since they purchased the radio from from one dealer, that they can send it back to another dealer to warranty, and not you know it, that's a manufacturer warranty. They really need to send it back to the manufacturer. To have that taken care of but sometimes you'll have people that will say well i bought this from one dealer or i bought it off ebay or something and it has a warranty on it so i can send it back to you to warranty well no you can't because that first of all it has to go directly back to the manufacturer well but honestly though so warranties we handle them in-house mm-hmm. so so a Kenwood customer doesn't send it back to Kenwood. They send it to us first, and then we then we forward it on. That way, we have that constant communication. Not right. a lot, not a lot of people do that, but that's how we do it. Yeah. Um, but that well, with two way radios in general, I think that's that's pretty common that they don't go business two way radios. They yeah. don't go to the manufacturer often. They go to the dealer. even Motorola. They want us the person to come to us. Right. right. But consumer radios, they often go directly yeah. back to the to. I guess I should throw in that caveat. If it's a business radio, what you said is, is true. And if it's consumer radio, it, it usually goes back to the manufacturer. And a lot of people gripe that it, oh, it's going to take, you know, it's got to go to you and then you got to send it off there and it's going to take, you know, well, it does. But a lot of these manufacturers also have, I know Motorola and I know Kenwood especially and, and Vertex, um, I mean, all of them really, they have a, usually like a, a they have to have it in and out in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Meaning they receive it, they diagnose it, they fix it, and it's sent back to the customer within that 10 days. So if you send it to us and it's two days, we send it right off the same day. Um, I mean, you're, you're going to be, you know, yeah, 11 to 14 business days without one. but That time um, adds up quick. Right, right. Yeah. Well, uh, real quick, let's go through, uh, because since we've covered a lot of the misconceptions, let's go through a couple of things, what a warranty does and doesn't cover. And we've got a list here. But first of all, let's talk about what a warranty does cover, usually a typical warranty. Okay. Uh, Typically, um, defects in materials and workmanship. Manufacturer defects is uh, really what you're looking at with a a warranty uh, and what it covers, a manufacturer's warranty. And then failure due to those manufacturer defects or, a, or damage caused by a manufacturer defect, uh, and which can happen. And, and that's happened in the car industry quite a bit. Uh, you know, you get a bunch of cars catch on fire because there's a manufacturer defect or something. You know, it's something they have to cover, usually a recall or something. Right. The same thing is true with, with a lot of products, uh, including, including radios. Um, 
Remember that's a good old, way to think about it would be if, if the radio just stops working, that's most likely a manufacturer defect. Yeah. But ask questions. Yeah. I, I get I give people and the first thing I always ask is somebody says, it just won't turn on. Okay, well let's take a battery from another radio that works and swap them out. Still nothing. Okay. Yeah. Was this radio dropped in water? <laughs> and a lot of people will tell you no. But these manufacturers are going to find. Okay, we'll oh, send they're it. They're on that one. They yeah, will, they'll find they out. They <laughs> will find out. And it, all it does is it, it's. And I explain to them. Look, if you drop your Kenwood in and in in it's got water damage, you say it doesn't. You know, employees are scared. They don't want to think they're going to have to pay for this radio. They're going to tell you, no, I didn't drop it in water. And we've but, seen that. We've seen oh, that see, before. I've seen it. We've seen it happens times. more times than not. I mean, because yeah. I mean, these Motorola's and Kenwoods and Icoms and they're good radios. I mean, not to say that there's some that come back for a manufacturer defect, but usually it's there's something that caused it. Yeah. And when you send the, this radio in there, and you say, oh, "No, there's no water damage," we send it in. They see it and they go, "Okay, we can't warranty it. It's going to cost this to fix it." Even if you don't fix it, you got to pay a, a diagnostic fee because yeah. you use their technician's time. Um, so on a hundred and sixty dollar radio, two hundred dollar radio, it's best just to just to you know if, if it's been dropped in the water, just say, "Hey, I dropped it in the water." It's, it's just, honesty is the best policy, really. Right, yeah. right, because they're gonna they they know they they have their ways to look when they open it up and go, "Oh, it's there's corrosion." Well, since we know what a, a typical warranty does cover, what does it knock? Well, you mentioned a couple of them already, but let's kind of go through the list here. Um, as you mentioned, uh, contamination from foreign substances, misuse or abuse of the radio. If you're out there throwing it around and stuff, uh, you, you can't really expect the, the manufacturer to cover that, obviously. Right. Uh, if you're you're losing your temper on the radio or, or, or doing things you shouldn't be doing, uh, electrical damage. Battery leakage. Now, what I mean by battery leakage is if you're putting third-party batteries in, or if you're using, say, on the consumer radios, if they're putting in alkaline batteries purchased, you know, from a third-party source, and and you left them in or something for a long time, and and they they leaked out and it damaged the radio. That's that's not a warranty uh, issue. Uh, improper storage, failure to follow proper usage or care is instructed in the owner's manual if you're not following the instructions for caring for that radio in the first place and if the manual says don't do this uh and you're doing it or it says do this and you're not then you're obviously not following the manufacturer's guidelines for the product and and that's that's not the manufacturer's fault um you know and and sometimes here's another uh item that that a lot of people don't realize that damage from Improper care or use of the radio may actually void the manufacturer's warranty. There are certain situations where, well, you know, the manual specifically said, "Don't do this," and you're you're doing it, or you're you know you're not doing it correctly. As you mentioned before, Anthony, they say, "Hey, that that completely voids the warranty." Well, the biggest culprit of that is, and I think everybody's got one of this in their place of business is the guy that can fix anything. Yeah, yeah. Radio's well, under right. warranty. Oh, let me see it. I'll take it apart. Let me see. It. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. The, they will know as well if you've if you've broken that seal, you know, and, and taken that thing apart. Because if they see that again, even if it's a warranty item, and they know that you've been in there, they're not going to fix it. Yeah, that's a good point. When I was when I was in the computer now, if business, it's an out of warranty radio, let <laughs> let Jimbo 
Do what he wants with it. <laughs> yeah, once let, it's out of warranty, let it's, him it's, use it's his test important. equipment in his ham shack and see if he can fix it. Great, but. Well, when I was in the computer business, so I was building computers, that was one of the things I did. I had to put a sticker on, on, on my computer because if somebody brought it back for, for a warranty issue and it turns out that they had broken that seal and gone in and done things, you know, so well, let me see if I can fix it myself or, or swap out this card myself and, and, and then messed it up. I can't warranty that because they went in there and started messing around. With, they they made it worse, right? Basically, and, and lots of times it was a simple issue I could have fixed if they hadn't gone in there and tried to fix it themselves. But um, but that's a good point. Well, you know, since we've um, covered the difference between a warranty and insurance at this point, let's compare some of the warranties of these major manufacturers. Let's do it. Um, starting with uh, Cobra on the FRS GMRS side and handheld CB one year. Uh, mobile uh, CB radios, some are two years, some are one year. You just have to look and, and check when you buy it. Um, now, marine radios, three years. Three years. And I found that to be a, uh, true across the board. A lot of the manufacturers of marine radios, like Uniden and uh, ICOM, they'll offer a three-year warranty on the My on thinking the on that is that a marine radio, let's just say in South Carolina here, it's not going to be something you're going to use every day. Yeah. You're going to use it on the weekends, through the summer. You're going to store your boat, you know, put it up, winterize it, and your boat's going to sit in, in winterized for four to five months until you pull it out again. So I can kind of that, – that's my yeah. theory on it, why they Plus, do they the, have to be built really well because they're waterproof right, anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they that's probably why they do that. You know, a business radio that's being used every day or yeah, a consumer be- radio that's being used every weekend or – you know, whatever. Um, you know, they're not. You don't see see a lot of three year warranties on those. Uh, Galaxy uh, has a two year warranty on their CB radios. Uh, Hytera, uh, we offer their on site business radios, and they have a one year warranty on those. Uh, the Motorola Talk About FRS GMRS radios is uh, one year. Uh, Motorola's business radios are two years. Uh, now, coming up. Vertex Standard will be rebranded as Motorola, but they're going to keep the three-year warranty for the Motorola radios that used to be Vertex Standard. I was going to ask about that because I have Vertex Standard. You know, Vertex has had a a three-year warranty on their radios, and that's been a phenomenal uh, selling point. And uh, now they're being rolled into Motorola. Uh, it would be a shame if, if Motorola would scale that back because Motorola's radios are generally two years, and you think, well, gee, they're going to lose it. They're not going to do that. They say they weren't going to. Yeah, they're going to keep the three-year warranty. Three three yeah. yeah. So, so that's good news. For that's now, anyways. News. Yeah. So that's I'm, good news. It wouldn't surprise me if any new radios that get added to that commercial tier line that they're adding, um, I'm sure they're going to be two years like mm-hmm. typical Motorola. I think the three years from Vertex Standard is kind of because people don't know Vertex Standard. Right when that new v, when that new VX two sixty one goes away and it's replaced with a VX three sixty one in a couple of years or whatever, it's probably going to be rolled back. I would guess probably rolled back to match the Motorola across the board have that uniformity. You of, know they might, but then again, if they see some real value in it, maybe they might jack it up to three years. You, guess, you never know. Guess it depends yeah. on how much it's killing their uh, <laughs> their, their CP two hundred sales. That's true. You know what I've actually heard from uh, business radio uh, manufacturers? 
I've asked why, I've asked one of them, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, why they don't go to a three-year warranty. And uh, the answer is that their dealers don't want them to. They really? said that they wouldn't mind offering a three-year warranty. The radios are fine, but they get pushback from their dealers because their dealers like selling extended warranties. Oh, and yeah, yeah. they have to keep it at w- what it was. Yeah, because if you got a three-year warranty and you sell... That's got to kill your extended warranty. Yeah, that's well, true. You, you, you go, well, I can add another four years on there. Did not consider now I got a, that. Now i got a seven-year warranty on this radio. It's yep. More than likely, it's not going to last that yeah. long anyway. I mean, I guess if it was a $5,000 Motorola <laughs> P25 radio, <laughs> right. it's worth it. But Well, see, having said that, now ICOM offers two years on its radios, mm-hmm. but they offer extended warranties. That's right. Right? So, and, and I guess maybe that's, maybe that's why they keep to two years. I don't know. But with their extended warranty options, those extended warranties are kind of attractive because they're really, as I recall, the prices aren't too bad for those extended warranties compared to um, extended warranties you'd see from, you know, some other retailers and other manufacturers. Yeah, they're, they're not too bad price-wise. I don't remember right off uh, where they are, um, but we sell extended warranties from ICOM, and we also sell extended warranties on our other radios through a, a third-party extended warranty provider. They're not something we really push. If somebody mm-hmm. asks about it, we'll certainly sell you one. But uh, we, we don't push it uh, a whole lot. But some dealers, that's, that's really their business. That's where they make their profit is, is pushing those extended warranties. Well, we have a number of manufacturers here that we could list, like Uniden. And, and, uh, and of course, you mentioned Kenwood uh, with a two-year warranty. Uh, Midland, we mentioned Midland usually has a three-year warranty on a lot of their handhelds. But um, some of their products vary between one and three years, like on the handheld CBs and Things like that. Business radios, I think they do a one-year. Uh, Olympia does a three-year warranty. Um, Unit has a one-year in the FRS and GMRS radios, two-year on the CB and, and three years on the Marine radios. But, you know, as you can see throughout the, the entire market, it, it just really varies, even with the same manufacturer, depending on the type of radio. And sometimes between various models, it can vary. See, you mentioned Olympia. I think Olympia is a good example to point out because Olympia is made by Giant, the same company that makes the Motorola Talkabouts. Now, they come out of the same factory, same line, same features. The radios are very similar. Three-year warranty on Olympia, one-year warranty on the Motorola Talkabouts. Now, that's not a quality difference in the radios. That is a, no one knows Olympia, so we're going to put a three-year warranty on there as a feature to make people give people some confidence in buying it that's right well um having said that we've been talking about the name brands and the domestic uh products then we we have the chinese radios and that's a whole nother ball game right there (laughs) um now to kind of truncate this a little bit um companies like tyt and ocean companies like that um they generally offer a one-year warranty on them and they'll generally for the most part honor them uh but uh, but let's talk about baofeng for a minute because that's one of the the uv5r for instance in that whole lineage uh that's it's one of the most popular uh radios in the world and baofeng is known well known for offering a one-year warranty on these radios but the dirty little secret about this is that they're not really, in most cases, even uh, supporting that warranty. 
uh, that really goes to the dealer. That they, they pretty much dump that on the dealer. Well, they do, but I think that's the same as all the Chinese radios, like the, the ham radios anyway, like TYT, Ocean, and, and Lyshin. They all, sort of like business radios, want customers that have trouble to go to the dealer that sold them the radio. And then it's up to the dealer to work with the company and to send the radio back and get credits or replacements and, and things like that. The, the issue with these come, come in with uh, when you actually get around to sending it back to them, and obviously you can't send, when someone has a defective, let's say uh, Ocean KGUV 920, you have a bad screen or something, you send it to us, what we have to do is send you a new radio or a new screen if it's not something that we can fix in-house. And realistically, we can't send it to China and have them fix it and send it back to us. But yeah. still, what they want to do is repair that radio, not give us a new radio. But in the end, I think what they do is they play the odds. They count on the fact that the customer isn't going to send a $30 radio or $40 radio back to them. Or in the case of, say, like a and the 888S, you know, a little... 12 or $15 radio back to them for warranty work, they know the customer's just going to throw it away. It's not going to be worth it. And even if they send it to the dealer, uh, they know that the dealer isn't going to send it back to them because it really makes no economic sense for the dealer to do so. So they're pretty much in the clear. They're, so they have no qualms about making a warranty claim and stamping, yeah, we're, we offer a one-year warranty on our radios in the back of their, their, their manual. Uh, which is really, I think, disingenuous uh, at the least. But it's it's really, at the end, it's really either the customer or the dealer that gets stuck with these radios. Yeah, this is why a lot of times you see a higher price on some of these Chinese radios than you might expect because there's extra cost kind of wrapped up in there that the dealer has to worry about that's uh, kind of maybe not seen right away. So you yeah. have to... To kind of mark the price up a little to uh, account for that. Like if we know you're going to have to end up eating one out of every 100 UV5Rs, then you're going to have to factor that that into the uh, the price. That's that's true. Well, um, and that pretty much covers warranties in general. Um, any other comments on warranties? Anything we've missed so far? No, I think we've covered it really well. I'm sure we've left something out, but I mean, always you can call and ask us. You know, the sales staff knows yeah. what's covered. If they don't, they'll reach out to the proper channels to figure out, you know, if it's going to be something that's warrantable or not. In general, Anthony, mm -hmm. how good are the manufacturers, the main business radio manufacturers, your Motorola, Kenwood, Vertex Standard? Are they good at honoring warranties? Do you think, or are they kind of sticklers about like if you're, you haven't checked every box or if we think maybe it's your fault they're i mean the, the biggest thing they look for is is uh water damage you know and, and if it's if it's if it's obviously not water damage and it's just a, a failed component they fix it i mean okay. they, there's so no if it's clearly if it's not clear that it's a a customer damage problem if there's no gonna, huge dent in it, or the screen's not cracked, or anything. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, there's stuff there. like that. If there's this cracked, cracked screen, they're not going to fix that. Or if it looks yeah. like maybe that cracked screen, you know, it obviously had some pretty good impact. If it caused a solder point or something to come undone, you know, they're going to. But for the most part, 
very seldom do we get any kind of um, any kind of calls from the manufacturer saying, "Yeah, this thing's been dropped in water," or you know, it's 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 a it's not a manufacturer defect. So it has to be clearly the, the customers abuse the product in some way. Right. Right. All right. All right. Well, coming up, we'll review the Baofeng BF ninety seven hundred UHF two way radio. Is this a real radio for hams or just a wonky walkie talkie? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for Two-Way Radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a UHF two-way radio from Baofeng, the BF9700. Well, yeah, this was uh, just literally just put in front of me here. Um, I guess you say we've had it for what, maybe? It's been sitting on my shelf for almost two years, okay. I think. All right. A pretty, pretty long time. I don't know, a year and a half, two years. and lost track of time, but it's been up there for a long time. This is a sample that we uh, received from Baofeng um, at some point. I guess it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. We were looking for a product to review, and we thought, hey, let's, let's take yeah, a look I think, And I think we... You know, a lot of our reviews are. I can't think of the last time we had like a negative review. Like, and I like to be honest with them. If, if yeah. I think a radio's crap, I'm going to tell you that more likely it's not going to be sold here. You know, well, yeah. here's the thing. Normally, we're reviewing products that we carry, right? And if we've made the decision to carry it, it's it, past the test. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. means that it's at least it's useful on some level. Right, right. And we have done our share of reviews that were just kind of well, we're carrying this, but it's not our favorite radio. It's and it's kind of meh. You know, it, it, yeah. it's okay I know for some people. Quite but a few not, times I've said for yeah. this price, go with something else. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is going to be one of our. I don't know. This is going to be like a, this. So this radio, looking at it, it looks like a business radio. You know, it's got the. You know, it, if there were some things that were different about this radio, I think we would carry this radio. But right. It, it just doesn't check all the boxes. It's, it's there's so many things. One, it's not FCC type accepted. Yeah, so it's a big one for business use. So it would only need to be, you know had to be sold as an amateur radio. But there's the programming software. There's no chirp support. Amateurs want chirp support. Uh, it's single band. Yeah, most of them out these there days. are dual band. You know, we got you, and especially on the this is a UHF model. Most amateurs are using two meter side. You know, I'd say it's ninety nine percent of the talk that's on there, other than getting up in the HF. Um, it's it, it uses a goofy connector. 
you know, it's uh, every once it's multi-pin, yeah. it's multi-pin, but I think that's, I mean, I've seen that on TYT, for example, they used, I mean, the Chinese manufacturers love using Kenwood K1 connectors, bail fangs, whooshins, Titeras, waterproof radios tend to have a multi-pin on there. Yeah. This has a multi-pin, which means generally a more expensive headset or speaker mic, um, and less options. You know, mm-hmm. less options for what's going to be out there. But the biggest thing is you're going to pay more for a multi-pin connector. Um, what would we say this thing retails about for about 45 bucks or so? I mean, that's... I think so. Looking up, and th- I'm looking at cost information from like two years ago or, or close. So I think it would retail around $45. Yeah. I just can't see somebody going... It's not FCC type accepted. If it was FCC type accepted accept for business use... It would be a $45 radio. You, yeah, if, you don't have high expectations. Sell, you're right. If we could sell this to businesses, it's a pretty, uh, I mean, feature-wise, you know, waterproof radio. It feels kind of solid. 16 channels, 45 bucks. Pretty that good specs. For it's hard good, to beat that. For a good for starter, low-budget company. That's, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, feel, it feels nice. It feels like a good little radio, but... But it's not FCC type accepted for business, so we can't sell it to business. Right, and a so, ham's not going to buy it. Yeah, no, so is no. a, a ham radio, it's it's not configurable enough. It doesn't have a display. You have to, and no chirp support, so you have to plug it into the, the Baofeng software, which is impossible to use. It says it's 8 watts on the sticker on yeah. the inside, but they're, Baofeng's notorious for that. For They made those radio. claims they, before. Right. <laughs> we haven't even taken the time to hook this one up to the to the uh watt meter out there to see but my guess it's not but who knows it could be but uh, i mean other than that i mean it's got you know the standard just like most chinese packaging it's got the an earpiece it's got the probably the wrist strap in there it's got the the battery and a it's got a goofy belt clip another thing we were yeah, talking about before yeah. the podcast it i did not like the belt clip the old school swivel type that you wear a clip on your on your belt and then it's got the round disc that slides down into that like you had on your old nokia snake phone i, yeah, mean, I used to have it, one of those flip phones that did that and you know, sometimes it just pop off on its own anyway right i mean it's it's really i mean it's they're trying to add a feature by making it swivel but by adding right. that feature the, the belt clips now kind of flimsy and uh well technically this thing's in two pieces you got you have the belt clip with the little you know slot to, to pop the radio in and, and then you have the little piece that goes on the on the battery and it's just one little round plastic bit that you have to screw in with a single screw on the battery the thing that concerns me about it is because you have this one the whole thing's being held in place by one little piece all you need to do is walk by a a doorway or something and accidentally bump your your or knock your radio off and that that whole thing's just going to snap right off in two and and then then you have to worry about well how am I going to replace that? I might have to replace the whole battery because you're not going to be able, if it snaps off on in the screw, in the middle of the screw, if that shears that off until you're not be able to get that little screw out of the battery to right. replace so it. So I think, so, you know, we would, if this was FCC type except for business use, I think we would probably have to bundle it with a CS200G nylon carrying probably, case from XLT. Probably. Just to, because we would, or either that or stock. A thousand belt clips, yeah, because it's it, it's and maybe just, spare batteries. <laughs> it's a chintzy design, but uh, you know, you you guys have heard me refer to my shelf in my office of the radios that have not made the cut. 
Well, this one's not going to make it. It's going to be back to your shelf. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's want it on my shelf. Not even making it to the shelf. <laughs> no, I don't even want it on my shelf. It's uh, you know, it's it's not worthy of my shelf. <laughs> Great, it's just worthy of my shelf. It's going back to Rick's shelf. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, this is a big, big. Uh, I mean, I, I I appreciate what they tried to do, but for the price point and kind of chintzy design on the belt clip and things like yeah it's gonna be a no yeah i I agree with that one so this one's not a cool little radio no it's not (laughs) tm all right well i guess we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twayradioforum.com and the first one the first one comes from midich He's talking about the TYT TH UV8000D, and he says, Hello, I bought this radio and find frequency on which working at work but can't hear, only noise. They also can't hear me. At work, using Motorola CP40, what code do they usually use? Can someone help me, please? Thank you, and that's from Mittage. Um, or maybe it's a BP40. BP40, yeah, it might be. Work using Motorola CP40. It might be the BP40. That's just know. it. With those with those it's, Motorola business radios, you don't know what to. I mean, they got CTCSSs, which is like 67.0 and 82.5 yeah. and 100 point, or and they've got DCSs. You know, D023N, D54N. There's no way of knowing. I mean, unless you've got somebody that's got the actual programming cable and software, or they've got a handheld frequency counter, you're you're not you're gonna not know. Gonna know. And aside from that. He's using two different types of radios anyway. That Motorola, I believe, is a business radio. That uh, the TYT radio, I believe, is uh, is a ham radio. Anyway, sounds like so I don't know if that's a, a, I don't, we don't sell that model. I don't know if that's the. It sounds like a mobile part number, but it could be it's a. Well, I mean, clear his frequencies need to match regardless of the radio right. type. So yeah. if his frequencies won't match, then he's yeah, got he's got problems. a little bit of a mess, but so it should be able to figure it out. I, I yeah, I agree. The next uh, one comes from uh, Bruce, and this is a comment, and he's commenting on the FCC eliminating the GMRS regulatory fee, uh, which we covered uh, a couple of times in the past. And he says, I feel that the FCC should do something like charge $25 for five years, $50 for 10 years, or $75 for a lifetime family license fee. This would discourage some, but not all abusers. Probably all in all, we pay so many freaking taxes that they should throw this one on the table and use the ULS system so that folks can apply and update their information up to date as necessary. My license ran out in 2008, and the radio's he says the radios are questionable, but on family trips, which is what I got them for, they were handy in some instances. I would love to have them available again for travel and emergencies. My license number is still on the website, and I believe can be reactivated by paying the fees again. Um, but in any case, my vote would be to remove the fees and have people required to keep their licenses and information up to date on the website. Don't worry about those who paid their fees, because even if I had just updated mine, I could care less. Get over it. Life is never fair. Just take the good things as they come and have fun. Nail the idiots with large fines and add that to help the system run. And that's from Bruce. Um, Hi, Bruce. Well noted. Yeah, well noted. Not that we really have any 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 say in this at this point. But if people aren't paying the weren't paying the eighty five dollar for five years, why are they going to pay seventy five dollars for a lifetime? I mean. Yeah, and people aren't paying the fee, and he should actually be happy because they made it licensed by rule, so he doesn't have to pay anything. He can use FRS 
Um, That's true, unless he specifically wants a higher wattage GMRS radio. But yeah. even so, uh, but I, you know what? I, I do agree in the fact that it's only a matter of time because, you know, until this thing's back up to 85 or $95 again, because every two years they reevaluate that fee and you know, the one they have on there currently. And before we know it, it's they're going to be paying $95 again or so like they were, or $90 again uh, or so like they were know, a couple years ago. It seems like ago. it's only come down over the last few years, hasn't it? Yeah, but it, it, it automatically goes up, I think, every couple of years. So it's just going to be right up there. I think the FCC is going to have to make a, a hard decision here in another couple of years and say, you know what, we might have to make this thing a no-cost structure altogether they should pay us to use frs gmrs there you go (laughs) there you go i'm I'm for that all right well i guess that does it for our comments and questions this week uh send in your comments and questions for danny anthony or myself to show at buy radios.com if you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Blueberry.com, Google Play Music, or Stitcher Radio. All right, I guess that does it for our show. Uh, before we go, any other final comments on anything? No. Nope. Sir. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. All right, well, everyone, uh, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're... Out.